Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Everybody and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve, not only on time, but a little bit early, Olivas, and he is James. When the starting gun fired, he was in the porta potty break well. And James, man, it's so good to be back. How are you doing this week? I am actually super excited today because I cannot wait for you to issue your public apology. Uh, if I knew what I was supposed to be apologizing for, I would have had my publicist hastily put together some kind of scripted apology that I would read in a disingenuous manner. Well, you are supposed to apologize for disappointing our one-ish listener last week when we didn't have an episode. You want to explain why we didn't have an episode? First of all, James, I don't want you to project your own inner feelings of dissatisfaction <laughs> onto Judy P. Just face it that you were remarkably, nay, not disappointed, but devastated when I wasn't able to make it last week. Let's just be honest here. Okay, I'm not going to lie. The hour we didn't record was the greatest hour of my life. But <laughs> I had to go and personally tell Judy P. that there was not going to be an episode that week. You personally? Yes, usually I just tell her it's going to be posted late because I'm a bad person. I don't feel like walking back downstairs. I'm going to bed. But this time I had to tell her, nay, there will not be an episode at all because Steve is an awful, what? inconsiderate human being who apparently can't record while other people are moving him. Like, it's not like you were physically carrying boxes. This was being done by your underlings at the Steve Olivas Manor. Oh, James, the move was absolute chaos. My life has been a sea of unrest for the last week. It's a miracle that I was able to pull it together well enough to cobble some time for you this week. You're welcome, by the way. I should feel honored, but instead I do not. Where is all your stuff right now? Because you got rid of one house, but you do not have the second house. The BDSM Rattlesnake Ranch is not yet available. So <laughs> did you just like dump your stuff in a ravine, or where is it right now? James, I was ready to call in a napalm airstrike to just take everything out. But my... my Fear was that they would take me out also, and then you would have no co-host and probably fall to pieces. But no, we are currently living, <laughs> we're living in a garage with a bathroom, and that is what it is. It is a garage with a bathroom. Hopefully we won't be there for more than a few weeks, tops, but I'm, I'm fearful that it may stretch beyond a few weeks. However, your question is not a bad one. So I mentioned that a staging area for some of our stuff is the middle office here in my office suite. That room is full. Okay. We also have four storage bins that are full. We had three storage bins rented, and with 10 minutes to go on Wednesday before the storage facility closed, I ran in to rent an extra one that was immediately <laughs> filled up. So we have all that, plus the garage we're living in is full of stuff. And I'm like, where did all this stuff come from? 
The first place my wife and I lived was a tiny little hut. It was like a yurt that we lived in. We had nothing. And now we have all this stuff. And I don't know if we need all this stuff. We certainly don't have room at the Rattlesnake BDSM Ranch. So I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen between now and then. But it probably involves some kerosene and a lit match. Mrs. Steve is pretty good at selling stuff off that stops moving, which is why I needed to start walking in the morning. But that is the answer to your question, James. Our stuff is scattered in storage facilities all over this great country of ours. I have so many follow-up questions, but I guess first a comment <laughs> and a bit of wisdom. I'm firmly of the opinion that if you have so yeah. much stuff that has to go into a storage uh, locker where you have to pay someone just to keep it, that's something you can live without. Like If you can physically lock it in a third-party site and go without it for a month, you can probably go without it for the rest of your life. And uh, I think you will find that if you just don't go back for it, you'll pay for it for like a year, and then you will just abandon it all to flea market somewhere. But I guess the more <laughs> important question is who was unwise enough to let you stay in their garage? I've got to imagine you've burned every bridge, but then part of me thinks maybe the one of these rock stars you've you've you know buddied up to let you into like the 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 garage in their guest house and their third property or something. So where who who did this? It uh, <laughs> it's funny you bring up a rock star because I had to I had to start I had to start tweaking my network a little bit to get people to stow our stuff. <laughs> like we have a riding lawnmower that they wouldn't put on the moving van and the storage facility disallowed because apparently you can't have things with gasoline and internal mm. combustion engines that in the storage facility. So I had to call two rock stars because the first one never got back to me to see if I could stow our riding mower in their garage. And fortunately, they're not like you. They're actually good people. And so he said yes. So my riding mower will be living in the garage of the lead guitar player for the band Kicks for a while <laughs> until we can move it out. And uh, anyway, he's uh, he's cool. He's unbreakwellish. But no, the uh, garage is a property that a friend of Mrs. Steve's had and said, uh, I got this spot if you want to just stick some stuff in there. And she said, yeah, we're going to stick stuff and ourselves in there. Now, son is going back to school a week early just so he has a safe and comfortable place to crash. So because he's living in the garage with us right now. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen once we close the appraisal. We're recording this episode on Monday the 16th. The appraisal is being done today. The appraiser said he needs a full week to write up the appraisal, which is confusing to me because the property is valued based on the acreage, not the house. So it should be a slam dunk for him to write up. Plus, the bank doesn't really need the appraisal because we put such a huge chunk down that they have no risk in taking our mortgage. But the wheels of justice turn slowly, James Breakwell. So especially when I'm living in a garage. If I was at the Four Seasons and uh, had room service and somebody massaging my hands every day, we would have this done immediately and I would get ripped off from my enjoyment time in the hotel. But instead, I'm living in a garage. So this will pump out forever until I finally decide living under the stars on the dirt is going to be an upgrade. So you said two weeks or longer like you you had a fear this would stretch out so what's that fear what's yes. what's the thing that could go wrong that could keep you a semi-homeless person for the indefinite future well Ooh. so we presumably close next week thursday mm -hmm. so 
that's not set in stone, but it's pretty set in stone. So on the 25th or 26th, it might be Wednesday. That part, I guess, isn't completely set in stone. We should own that new property. However, the uh, property has been fallow for so long, things blew up when we turned the water on. <laughs> so in the... <laughs> in the main cabin, we can't turn the water on until the plumbing inside the wall gets fixed and then the wall gets fixed and a new shower gets put in. In the smaller cabin, the hot water heater blew up, so that has to get replaced before we have working water in that cabin. So the plumbing, because we live out in the sticks, is a little bit problematic because it's hard to get people that want to go out there to work. So we'll have to pay a premium to somebody, which I'm guessing is the appraiser's problem, too. He's not so busy that he had to push us out a month. He had to find a day where he could kill half a day driving out to the property. <laughs> However, plumbing is one thing. Mrs. Steve also needs to replace the kitchen cabinets because they have mouse urine and feces mm. that have soaked into all the wood after three years of fallowness. So those all have to get ripped out and put in. That's not mission critical. That can happen while we're living there. The plumbing issue has to get resolved completely before we're able to move in. So what in the house isn't broken or slated to be torn down? The only things that are broken or slated to be torn down are the two that I just mentioned, and then the decks outside of both cabins need to be replaced. Again, not mission critical. Everything else is functional to where we can live there and just sort of work on as we go along. Wait, so what happened to the camper that Mrs. Steve was going to recover? I can't help but notice you are not currently inside it. That was before the garage option opened itself, pardon the pun, up to us. The uh, difference in cost is almost infinite, <laughs> if you catch what I'm saying. That uh, we went from paying 20 grand to paying zero grand. And so we decided to go with the zero grand and put up with roughing it for a while. But that leaves you with no place to stay once you buy the new house if the water is not turned on. Correct except the water will be turned on at some point once Mrs. Steve works out a plumber. And uh, and then... Uh, so we, we can have the garage as long as we want. Ooh, you have an indefinite garage. You know what? How we I have... <laughs> I, I see this playing out, that you end up turning down the BDSM Rattlesnake Ranch, and you just live what? for free in this garage for years until <laughs> Mrs. Steve's friend catches on and throws you out with your as you sit there like a dragon on your vast piles of gold that you spent on no property whatsoever. Wow. You know, in a perfect world, that would make complete sense, James. But you and I are both married and understand that we have very little say in the way things go forward. So is there somebody living in the rest of the house? Or is this like an abandoned property you're in right now? And she's like, I don't trust you beyond the garage. No, it's a building they own. And so there's some businesses in the building. And the basement, the basement has like a, it's a, garage basement to a building they have. Garage makes it seem like we're sort of out on a concrete slab in the middle of the yard. It's not completely like that. We are a part of a bigger building. Gotcha. So you are, are you under the building? Are you in a subterranean garage? Yes. Good. I always thought you deserved to lurk below the surface like a troll of some kind. <laughs> like, I feel like you are just returning to your natural state. So really, this move has been good for you. It's been good for the world. Everything is moving in the right direction. Now, your BDSM Rattlesnake Ranch, it has yes. two cabins, if I recall correctly. Is the water yes. broken yes. in both of them? 
As I mentioned, when you obviously weren't paying attention, yes. in the main cabin, that's where the pipes burst inside the wall. Mm -hmm. That's going to require a little bit more surgery. In the small cabin, the water heater, uh, like either the top gasket or the bottom one blew up because it's all rusted through. So that'll be an easy fix. We'll just replace the water tank and the water heater, the water heater, not the water tank, mm -hmm. and then turn on the water to the small cabin. Then we can use the toilet and the shower in there while we live in the big one while the bathroom's being worked on. I mean, for the record, you could use the shower in the small one right now if you would just man up and take a cold shower. I don't know. I guess we could. I don't understand plumbing well enough to know if the water has to pass through the pipes that blew up with the water oh. heater in order to get to the shower, or if the cold water pipes sort of snake a different route. Hmm. That is an interesting question, but yeah. I think you should risk it, just for my own entertainment. I would like to hear the results when you turn on the pipes and we find out if the cabin blows up or if you get a freezing cold shower. I mean, either way, the outcome is going to be amazing. The electrical seems to be sound, which is nice. And most of the structure seems to be sound, other than the wall in the main cabin by the plumbing and the decks. The decks, one deck is termite-eaten and the other one is old and decrepit. Wait, 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 wait. Your Rattlesnake Ranch has termites? One of the decks had termites. Now, this is according to Mrs. Steve. She went out with the inspector, so I'm going by her word. That's the kind of thing that makes me not buy a property at all. If there are termites what? in the deck, it's not like there's some magical barrier that stops them from going to the house i mean that just you've got them right there on the property i mean you've got rattlesnakes you've got termites you've got exploding plumbing you've got a felon somewhere in the rings like what what at this point does this property have going for it uh it's gorgeous <laughs> and delightful just like its new owner. Yeah, so is, so is Death Valley at sunset. It just kills you. So, I mean, keep that in mind. The, the, nat <laughs> the, the natural beauty you're arriving or you're, you're admiring here is going to be the end of you. Uh, but I guess the most important question here is what's the lube supply like? Has that been removed or is it still there waiting for you? What is the what? The lube supply. The most important oh, asset. Well this is another excellent question yes. that I don't know how it will resolve. Ooh. Not the lube specifically, although that does add a level of entertainment to the story, <laughs> but because nobody seems to want to take responsibility for this place, we aren't sure if anyone is going to have all of the stuff in the cabins cleaned out. Like, I get we moved at the 11th hour prior to the new mm -hmm. occupants taking charge of our house, so I will give them until we close. But as it stands, nothing has been moved out. There's an upside and a downside to them not taking anything out. The downside is it's going to cost us a couple grand to have 1-800-GOT-JUNK come in and move everything out for <laughs> us. The upside is... There are some expensive pieces of farm equipment that have been left behind that I would not mind um, uh, taking over, if you will. You are going to acquire by finding, are you? Well, I think, I don't know how the law works, James, but once we sign, no, once they sign the paperwork that they are removing any sense of ownership to the property, don't we kind of own everything 
in the footprint of the property? I mean, if they're afraid to cross the rattlesnake moat to get it back, then I would say yes, just by virtue of possession, you would have it. Are we talking like tractors here or tanks? Like what kind of agricultural implement do you have? They've got uh, two things. One is a bush hog, Ooh, which is nice. And then the other one is uh, a, uh, it's a mulcher, a thrasher. Not a, th a thrasher's not a mulcher, a thrasher's for hay, but a mulcher. So you drag it behind the tractor and you can kind of till the land behind it. I mean, I presume right now the property and everything inside of it belongs to your convicted felon friend. So unless they're Correct. going to move it off the property into a storage facility for him, I'm guessing it just goes with the property. I'm surprised you didn't write that into the uh, the buying contract, you know, specify that you want the bush hog and the other piece of equipment and the lube, just kind of make it a package deal that it stays. I know when we bought our house, we had everything itemized down to the microwave that we got, which by the way, we did not need at all. We already had a microwave. My wife just, you know, wanted to throw that in there just to, just wow. to squeeze out the final $30 wow. of value we could from that deal. <laughs> Wow, our wives need to get together, James. They're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> yes. Well, the owner, their attorney kept trying to sell us the farm equipment. And we're like, nah, because our our gamble is they won't want anything to do with anything on the property. And we're going to have to pay to haul their crap off anyhow. So that's a small price for them to pay. But if they do, then they do. Like, uh, we have to buy a tractor anyway. We'll just buy a bush hog. And we don't need the mulcher necessarily, but we, we did like the bush hog. And the lube, I, listen, I could go on and on about whether we do or don't need <laughs> 15 gallons of lube. But uh, short of bathing in it, I'm sure we'll get by. I, I need to know, for scientific purposes, how much hyperbole is in that 15-gallon figure? No, it's there are it's hyperbo it's hyperbolic to uh, a very high degree, but it's become a running joke because there is literally a bottle, and and I mean this with, to to the letter of what I'm saying. Okay. There is a bottle of lube in every room in that cabin, just out in front of the open. God and everybody walking through the realtor <laughs> didn't even bother to take them down when she's been showing the house this year. I mean, if you were that realtor, would you want to touch somebody else's bottle of lube? If I'm trying to move a property, yeah. Like, what kind of image are you trying to project here? You're trying to project the image of convenience. No matter where you stand in this house, there's a bottle of lube within arm's reach. Because you don't know when you're going to need it. And when you do need it, you don't want it to be two rooms away. You need it right in front no. of you right now. That's true. I don't need to be searching for lube at that moment. Like, uh... When the mood strikes, bam, right on it. Have you investigated if it has like a secondary use? Like maybe they put the lube on the door jams to keep the snakes out. Like it's too slippery for them to get traction or something. Well, given some of the other fine things Mrs. Steve found during the inspection, Ooh. I would say the lube is pretty much earmarked for what you think it is. Now, you do realize you can't drop a sentence like that without explaining yourself in great and hilarious detail. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully humiliating as well. <clears throat> well, there was a cache of porn. Okay. And uh, Mrs. Steve, being somewhat inexperienced in the field of porn, was concerned <laughs> that it was not legal porn. However, <laughs> on the cover, on the cover of the porn, it said it, it said the words "barely legal." So. I'm guessing that means, despite being barely, it is still legal porn. It says so right in the title. 
So there was a cache of porn. There was also a cache of like uh, women's clothing, like uh, see-through numbers, feathery numbers. There were also several uh, wigs that were found. So I don't know if this was dudes playing dress up or if this was outfits for mistresses and or escorts and or potentially relationship partners. But there was a whole bunch of sexual play kinds of stuff in the cabin. Now, I'm actually concerned by one detail of this and not the sex stuff at all, but the porn itself. Like the idea that somebody had to have it there as a physical medium rather than just, you know, going to the Internet where it's, you know, it exists in infinite quantities for free makes me think that perhaps internet access to this site is questionable at best like <laughs> did the rattlesnakes cut the internet line or is there no internet line in the first place james your ability to do inductive and deductive <laughs> reasoning are impressive wow the internet mrs steve is investigating if we can pay to have internet brought in from the street and I, I did mention there is a fairly big celebrity who lives, like, on the property. So there's a whole deal of infrastructure out there. It's just a matter of getting it from one place to the other, and we might have to pay to dig a trench. It, Mrs. Steve measured the driveway, by the way. It's just a hair under a third of a mile long. So that's going to be a long trench to dig to get fiber optic internet, but... The cabin, at least for the time being, has a HughesNet satellite dish with an accelerator on it. So I know we can get satellite internet. So what you're saying is wrong and wronger will not be interrupted. Unless, of course, you die from rattlesnake attack or just get too busy to answer my phone calls, which seems to be your <laughs> thing lately. I like your level of empathy, too, James. <laughs> you being the humanitarian that you are, you texted last week and said, hey, can we record at, like, noon or something? And I said, the movers are here. I am drowning in a sea of misery. And you wrote, you are the absolute worst co-host of all time. I don't so, think those are like, my exact words, but it does sound like something I would say. What and I, were your exact words? Correct Are me, you going to make me scroll back through our prior conversations? I don't like admitting or acknowledging that we actually communicate back and forth. Uh, let's see here. No, okay. So you said, I said, record at one thirty, and you said, no, Dash, movers are here and things are chaos. And my reply was, you are the worst. I didn't say the worst podcast co-host. I just said the worst, okay? So don't, don't narrow I this see. down to the specific category of co-hosting i just meant in general as a human being or maybe just as a being at all just as something that exists uh -huh. you are the worst you know compare you to cactuses compare you to world dictators whatever it is you're the worst the sentence speaks for itself i see yes i see I thought at first when you said that's not my exact words, I thought you meant I don't want to make it seem like I'm such an ogre. I would say such a heinous thing to you. What you were actually saying is what I meant was so much worse than just you are the worst I mean, co-host of all full, time. Full disclosure, I didn't remember what I said at all. I was just sure that you were wrong and or lying. And that, I was correct in that. I just Whatever your interpretation of events was, I was sure it wasn't accurate. I was actually thinking of the previous time you had made an excuse. I asked you the day before, and you said you can't predict the window <laughs> quite yet. And I said the chaos continues. And usually I just make some, uh, some comment about how your life is a train wreck. This was the first time I moved into completely accurate observations about your true nature and value as a human being. Oh 
my character. You assassinated my character. I was assailed by James Breakwell at my darkest hour. Ah, yeah, the day before that was uh, still swimming in a sea of misery. So, yeah, I will take responsibility for canceling last week, but I gave you several viable options of which you shot down. You told me to go and reach out to some other guy, a third party. I was like, oh, did you check with him? You're like, no, just go find him. Just go track him down. He's a friend of yours. He is, but he like... He has a life, too. Everybody has a life. Everybody but me and you. And now you, despite not having a life, are suddenly unavailable. That just leaves me, okay? The cheese stands alone. It's very disappointing. But I don't know. And then I said, get Judy P on the show. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. So all of a sudden, our number one super fan dropped the ball. I did not know that you asked her. And actually, the last time you bailed out like this, I think I had one of my kids record, but they're in school now and getting them to record is a pain. And when they get home from school, there's chaos and I kind of just want them to go away. So that didn't happen either. So there were multiple (laughs) fallback options. All of them fell through. We disappointed one person. Get Lola. Oh, she will never appear on camera with me for something like this. I mean, something where I steer the course of the discourse. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. You think you think she trusts me that much? No, no. And also, I, I guarantee you that uh, something would happen that we'd have to just scrap the entire recording. Then something would get too real, too fast, and my very real flaws would come out, and that would be the end of this podcast and my career as a comedy writer. So I'm just going to stick with you because you're far enough away to be harmless. Uh, all right. Well, and uh, all any harm I could have resting potential to engage has got to be tabled until next week or, you know, two weeks, depending on how my life goes, because we need to draw this to a close, James. You understand? Uh, as disappointed as I am to end our BDSM Rattlesnake Ranch lube talk, I will allow you to send us away. <laughs> it's lube talk with James and Steve. <laughs> We need to do another. We need to do like a sexually themed podcast where we answer listener questions based upon our wealth of knowledge. Or we could never do that. Just, just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, A or B. All right. Either way. All right. Well, you have come to another episode ending of Wrong and Wronger, possibly the best part of any show, Wrong and Wronger, and you made it through. Kudos on you. But I still question your life choices in general. Until we meet again. Be it next week or the week after, or possibly never, if Dr. Steve gets his way. This is Steve Alitas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and always remember two things. One, tune in to Loop Talk, coming to you every week, starting very soon. And two, always remember that two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>